Welcome to the Thriving Authors Podcast, where we delve into all aspects of what it takes to get your dream book out of your heart, onto the page, and into the world, connecting with a wide audience of readers. I'm Dallas, and I don't just want you to be a published author. I want you to be a thriving author, confidently sharing your ideas, making an impact with your words, and owning your unique voice that deserves to be heard. I've spent the past two decades immersed in the publishing industry, building my career as a best-selling author of five books and counting. As a book coach, I have helped dozens of women birth their books and live their dreams. And here's what I know to be true. You deserve abundant creativity, a nurturing writing practice, and a supportive community that inspires and uplifts you through the ups and downs of the writing life. I want to help you write and publish your dream books that grow your audience, grow your business, and grow your legacy. On this podcast, you will find behind-the-scenes lessons from my own book writing and publishing journey interviews with successful published authors, and tips and advice you can start using today to move you forward in your writing life. You don't have to do this alone. Let's get started. I am so excited to be here to chat with you today about seven questions to ask yourself to uplevel your writing routine this month. So I think there's nothing like the blank slate of a new month to really reflect on things, see what's working, see if anything is not working so well, and just try to really go into this new month with intention and um, just to have, you know, the best month that you can with your writing. So these are some questions that I ask myself um, pretty much every month. You can also schedule a little reminder for yourself, maybe each season or each quarter you ask yourself these questions. They're also great to reflect on if you have personal milestones. So obviously at the beginning of a new year or maybe your birthday or some other date that feels important to you, you can just set yourself a little reminder. Doesn't take too long to answer these questions. And I think it can really make such a difference in how you feel with your writing routine. And so often we just get really stuck sort of in the hamster wheel of how we do things, how things are going. We don't even really think about what our routines are. We're just sort of in them. And if that's why it can be so powerful to just take 15 or 20 minutes to step back and look at what our routines are and just decide like with intention what we want to create for ourselves and our creative process. So these questions, I am going to share them all with you. You don't have to be frantically taking notes. Um, you know, if, if you don't want to, you can answer them yourself if you have a journal with you. Um, or a Word document or something, you feel free to jot down your answers to these questions as I'm sharing them. But also, I will be sharing these questions um, after this video ends in the comments in the description of this video. So you can always go back and see the questions there as well. But I would love for you to play along with me and share in the comments what your answers are to these questions. Um, and thinking about, I also want you to just think about where you are in your life right here and now. So I think a big um, pitfall that I see a lot of my clients fall into and that I sometimes fall into myself is comparing ourselves to others 
or even to past versions of ourselves where we think about past seasons of our life and maybe what our writing routine looked like then, the time or the margin or the bandwidth that we had then, and maybe trying to like cram our current lives into that season that no longer exists. So like for me, I've talked about a lot with how my writing life changed so much when I became a mom. So I used to um, be able to write for longer periods of time. I had a lot more flexibility in my schedule, whereas now my writing really gets done in 15 or 20 minute chunks, um, usually during my daughter's nap or, you know, it's really a luxury if I, if I ever have like a two or three hour stretch. And so for me, it was really a lesson in not comparing my current season to past seasons, but instead looking at where I am right now currently and trying to make that writing routine work for me in this season of my life in the best way possible and just really embracing embracing that. So I want you to have intention and also just look at these questions with no self-judgment um, and not trying to be unrealistic about all that you are carrying, thinking about what is your bandwidth. And um, these, these are questions that are motivating. I hope they're really motivating for you as you strive toward your writing goals, but also they're meant to provide a sense of kind of safety and comfort with your writing routine where it feels nurturing for you and something that you look forward to doing. Um, every single day or every single week. So, okay, let's dive in. So, um, and thank you all so much for being here. So the first question I have for you is to jot down, thinking about your current writing routine, so what you do currently, what emotions come up for you to describe your current writing routine? Are there any adjectives that you would use to describe your current writing routine? So again, we're not approaching these with judgment. We're just trying to jot down everything. If, we, if you were a scientist looking at your current routine, what emotions would you use to describe it or what adjectives might you use to describe it? So this could be something like um, maybe it feels a little bit scattered or inconsistent, or maybe you feel pressure there. Um, some clients have talked to me when we start working together about they feel a lot of guilt around their writing time, like they're never doing quite enough. Um, or maybe procrastination. Maybe there are some positive emotions too, like freedom or um, inspiration or security. Maybe you feel happy when you're writing. And I've talked before too about how this isn't to say that writing is always easy or fun. There are times when, you know, when it is hard work and we all have days when we don't feel like sitting down in the writing chair. But just in general, if you were to think about your current writing routine, what words, emotions, adjectives would you jot down to describe it? And I'd love to hear if anyone wants to share um, in the comments what comes up for you there. I would love to hear. And then question number two is related to that, kind of piggybacking off of that. So first we're looking at what currently exists, and then we're looking at how do I want my writing to feel? How do I want my writing time to feel? So what emotions or adjectives come up for you when you think about in your ideal writing routine, when you sit down for your writing time, how in a perfect world, in your ideal world, how would you want that to feel? For me, some words that come up are um, 
really inspired, creative, empowered, like I'm connected with myself. Yeah, and thank you for sharing. So not consistent when you think about your how your writing routine is now. I think that's very, very common. You're not alone. Yeah, so you haven't set a routine. You write spontaneously. And we'll talk about that a little bit more too. I have some questions I have um, later in this series. But I think, I think for if you're someone who likes the spontaneity of writing or of having that creativity, maybe thinking about are there ways that we can cultivate that feeling of inspiration, sponta you know, spontaneity, um, flexibility. Are there ways that we can cultivate that so it happens more frequently when you sit down to write, you're feeling that way and how there's a freedom there. Yeah, that's something that I think a lot of writers, we have that tension between wanting to do our writing consistently, but also loving to feel that inspiration and that muse and be able to follow that. So something that's worked for me a lot is um, I have my scheduled writing time where I sit down to write. And then I also have um, containers. I call them containers because some of them are physical little notebooks. Sometimes it's my phone. Sometimes it's um, like doing an audio voice message, but ways to capture my ideas or my inspiration when it comes to me like in a spontaneous way. Because often we do get ideas for our work when we're not sitting down in front of the computer. So for me, that's been helpful with that balance between wanting to feel like I have room in my life for that beautiful spontaneity of creativity, while also I'm not dependent on the muse in order to sit down to write. Because I think what can happen sometimes if we feel like we're dependent on feeling inspired or we're dependent on the muse is we start to... Um, give that our power instead of feeling empowered in ourselves and empowered in our own um, capabilities as writers to cultivate our inspiration and ideas. And just one more quick story around this is, for example, two days ago, I really did not feel like sitting down to write. I did not feel super inspired. I'm so glad that helps. Um, but sometimes the inspiration comes a little bit further into our writing session. So I did not feel inspired to write, but I sat down anyway and started. And after about, I don't know, eight or 10 minutes, I started getting some ideas and then I felt really into my project. And so I think sometimes it's almost like we have to tease out the muse at the beginning um, to get to that place where we feel that creative energy and we feel the ideas flowing. So if that's helpful too, I remind myself of that sometimes, like I don't really feel like sitting down to write, but I wonder if the muse is going to meet me here if I do. Like, I'm going to try to keep this date with my muse and see if they show up. Maybe sometimes your muse stands you up and doesn't come, <laughs> but sometimes it will. And if we don't keep that, if, if we don't keep that consistent writing time with ourselves, you know, the muse is not going to come. So, okay. So I would love to hear too, if anyone wants to share how you want your writing to feel, any other adjectives that come up for you or emotions that come up. Um, some things that a lot of my clients share are words like um, like safe, authentic, um, true to myself, um, exploration, trust myself. I think that's something too, where the more consistent we are, the more we begin to trust ourselves that we're going to show up for ourselves and we're going to show up for our books and our writing. So doing some brainstorming about um, how in an ideal world, in an ideal scenario, an ideal writing day, 
how you want your writing to feel. And I think this can just be a really helpful guidepost to try to get to how your writing routine currently feels. And then we're trying to shift over to how we want it to feel ideally. Question number three, and if you're joining me now, if you've missed the previous questions, I'm gonna share all of them in the notes for this um, video. So you can always go back and answer those later. Question number three is thinking about when is your ideal creative time? When do you feel most alive, most lit up, most inspired? And this is something that is different for all of us. There are some people who just naturally wake up in the morning and feel like that's their ideal time and they have the most energy or inspiration or ideas. Um, a lot of people have told me just waking up and kind of coming out of that dream state, they're less um, critical of their writing. It's almost like they're still kind of half asleep or dreaming. So it's nice to ease into the creative space right upon waking. Also something about a quiet house. If you wake up earlier than other people in your household can be really helpful. Um, but that said, for some of us, like me, for example, I've tried writing in the morning so many times and I'm just, it's not my best time. I'm not, I'm not, um, I guess, fully awake or like lit up enough to, I feel like do my best writing in the morning. So for me, it's more ideally late at night um, or in this season right now, I, I write more in the middle of the day. But so it's thinking about, do you have an ideal creative time? Is there a way that you can carve out um, a little bit of writing time in that ideal time for you when you feel most creative, when you feel most inspired, when you feel most lit up? And this is not always going to happen um, with seasons of life. Sometimes we don't have as much control over when we're able to write, but I think it can be great to think about and really give yourself permission to to figure out what works best for you and to not compare that to other people's version of what works best for them. So I found for myself, I was hearing so many writers, especially parents of young children say, well, you got to get your writing done first thing in the morning. Like you got, that's when you have to write as a, as a parent of young children. And I really tried and it just wasn't really working for me, you know? And so I think being able to to shift and say, well, that works for a lot of people. But for me, what works best is middle of the day. Cause I've been up for a little bit. My brain's been thinking about my book some, and then I'm able to put my daughter down for her nap and have my time in the middle of the day. That works a lot better for me than early in the morning. And so I think it's, um, really recognizing yourself and what works best for one person might not work best for you. So not trying to cram, it like, makes me think of that image of trying to cram a, what is it like a round peg into a square hole. Um, if it doesn't fit for you, it's thinking about what is what is best for you in this season. Um, yeah, and I totally agree with you um, that she says mine is at night when it's quiet, but it's challenging due to the kids I have to wake up early to prepare. I feel you, I have the same problem. But so maybe it's, I don't know if there's even like one day a week when you could be able to be up a little bit later um, to, to do that ideal creative time, even though you have to get up early or maybe somehow someone's able to help with the kids in the morning for that, you know, that next morning. Or, um, you know, maybe there are other days when you write at different times, but if there's even like one day a week when you can really lean into that like ideal time. Um, or sometimes what helps me too is like I was talking about different seasons. I used to write so late into the night for like hours. Whereas now sometimes if I'm really feeling inspired, like 
oh my gosh, I just want to write. It's, you know, late at night and I want to write. I'll just do a shorter writing time where maybe it's just like 15 or 20 minutes. So I'm still getting that that kind of energy if I feel so lit up and creative and this is the time I love naturally to write, but I'm not staying up till 3 a.m. writing, right? It's just like an extra, um, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. So that could be something to play around with too. Okay, question number four is thinking about what project lights you up the most right now? Thinking about what you want to really devote your time to this month. So um, if you're anything like me, I have a lot of ideas swirling around in my brain, right? Which is a wonderful problem to have. It's so great when we have a lot of ideas, a lot of projects that we're excited about. Um, but sometimes the downside of that is that we can feel distracted or unfocused or like there we have a bunch of half-finished projects, you know, that, that we're working on. And um, I think what's really powerful is to pick one that you feel really excited or inspired by and to focus on that. And even just to look at the next month, the next 30 days and say, I'm going to devote myself to this project over the course of this next month. You're almost like putting on your metaphorical blinders where you're, you're not being distracted by your other shiny ideas. You're really just devoting yourself to this one idea and seeing how far you can go with this one project in the next month that creates a lot of momentum for you and i think you'll find you fall more and more in love with that project the more that you devote your time and energy to that one project um, some questions that come up with my clients around this when we talk about this is well but what if i get other ideas for other projects i think we sometimes have fears that we're going to forget them or lose energy or um, lose lose inspiration for those other projects. So what I like to do is create um, a parking lot for other ideas where I have just a Word document where I, when I get an idea for another project or a new project, I will just write that in my parking lot, everything that's in my mind about that idea. So I know that it's going to be there when I when I come back to it later. I don't have that fear that I'm going to lose it. And I think also it can be nice sometimes to um, give our ideas a little bit of breathing room um, because we're gonna have more ideas in our lifetimes than we have time to, to write them, right? It's one of the, um, I just think such a sad thing about being a creative person is like just knowing that I'm going to, I have more ideas for books now than I'm ever going to actually have time to, to write all of the, all of them out. But so I think it's recognizing that every idea that we get doesn't mean that we have to actually commit to that project and complete it. And so for me, sometimes I'll write down these ideas that I get. And then when I'm able to go back a week later or two weeks later, a month later and look at them, it's almost like this nice, um, process of discernment where it lets me see, oh, I still feel really excited about that idea. So I think I'm going to explore that more and flesh it out. Or maybe I'll say, mm, you know, that one, I think it was a great idea, but maybe it's just not for me or I just don't really feel called to be writing that right now. So I'm just going to leave that for later. So it can also be kind of a nice system to, to kind of filter through your ideas and really decide like which, which ones you feel the most excited about pursuing. Um, and so I think, I think also that question about which project lights you up the most right now is an important one because a lot of us have books 
in our minds or on our hearts or writing projects that we feel like we should be working on or we should be writing. But sometimes there's another project that just really lights us up that is calling for our attention um, in a certain in a certain way. And yeah, I love what um, my dad's here. Hey, dad. Dad says that he keeps his pen and paper in his pocket when he's running to jot down notes and ideas and sentences. And it really adds up in addition to his regular writing. I think that's such a great idea. And even if you're listening and you're not a runner, you don't go running every day, there's probably something that you do in your day that is maybe similar. Maybe it's a different type of exercise, something where your brain has a chance to kind of wander and daydream and think. Maybe it's gardening. Maybe it's when you're driving the kids to school. Maybe it's cooking dinner. Is there a way that you can have a notebook right there that you can be jotting down ideas that come to you as you're having this time for your brain to really be percolating and and thinking about um, about your book. Often a lot of work on our creative projects gets done in that time away from our computer. Um, such, such a good idea. But yeah, so thinking about, is there a project that really lights you up, that really makes you feel excited that you can commit to over these next 30 days? Um, so for me, I think about um, my first, I, it was not my first novel that I'd written. It was my first novel that ended up getting published, uh, The Best Week That Never Happened. It was my fourth novel manuscript. But um, when I got the idea for that book, I had been working on this other book, um, for a while and um, I was kind of stuck in the middle a little bit and then I, I just got this idea for this this other novel that I just felt really alive and I felt really excited about it and I kept trying to kind of push it away and be staying committed to this other idea that I was that I was working on but um, I just kept being drawn to what would become the best week that never happened and eventually I just gave myself permission that that book felt more lit up to me. It felt more alive. It felt more like what I wanted to be writing instead of feeling like, oh, I should be writing this other book because I've started it or I've told people about it or whatever, whatever I was trying to convince myself. Um, and so that was a huge, just giving myself permission to really follow what, what felt most alive and lit up to me. And I ended up writing the draft of the best week that never happened. It was one of the fastest drafts that I've ever written. Um, because it just felt so alive to me. And so I think this question is important. Not, I'm not advocating jumping around from project to project whenever, you know, we feel um, sort of bogged down by our current project, because I do think that all of our books have just sort of a messy middle part that we have to kind of get through to reach the end. But I am saying if there's something that's really calling to you, something that feels like it lights you up, something that you find yourself thinking about um, at night or just that you feel most inspired by, giving yourself permission to really pursue that wholeheartedly for the next month um, and seeing how it goes, seeing what happens when you really commit to that one idea over these next 30 days. Uh, question number five is related to that, this idea of what is one big writing goal that I am working on right now? So maybe for you, it's finishing a draft of your manuscript. Maybe it's trying to write consistently five days a week. Maybe you're editing a book. Um, think about what is one big writing goal that you have. And then thinking about just the next 30 days or just this next month, what is a smaller goal that you would love to accomplish by the end of the month to really move you forward towards that big goal? So our big goals like 
finishing your book manuscript can sometimes feel so overwhelming that um, it can just be easy to lose motivation or to not give ourselves enough credit for all that we're doing to uh, move forward towards those. You can watch my training from last week about um, two questions to ask yourself every week to move forward in your writing, where I talk a lot about giving ourselves credit and celebrating our wins. But so I think one way to really feel that momentum moving forward and to be able to celebrate and give ourselves credit is to take a big goal, like completing my book manuscript and breaking it down over this next month, what would be a smaller goal that you could accomplish that would feel so amazing and would really help you see that you are you are indeed making progress toward your bigger goal so for example um, i am currently working on a new novel manuscript and um so if my big goal is to get the first draft of my novel done what is a word count goal or a time goal that i could set over for this next month that I would feel so proud of myself to accomplish that can really motivate me um, to keep moving forward. And I think being realistic here is really important and thinking about, um, like I said, your current season. And also just, we're all different writers at different paces. I'm naturally a little bit of a slower writer. Um, I see other writers write, you know, commenting about their word counts for uh, the day and different things like that. And it can be really easy to compare ourselves to other writers and maybe feel um, not enough or, or feel bad about ourselves. But I think really embracing our own writing practice um, is just so important. So for me, I, I think I'm a little bit of a slower writer, but I think on the flip side, my first drafts tend to be a little bit more um, together or like polished than maybe faster writers. So I think there's always a positive to um, if there are certain things that we wish were different about our writing um, styles or routines, there's usually a flip side that is a positive for that too. So for me, it would be unrealistic for me to say I'm going to write 30,000 words this next month. Like that would just for me be paralyzing and too much pressure and it just wouldn't fit with the season of my life where I'm trying to write for 15 to 30 minutes a day and I'm just naturally kind of a slower writer. So maybe for me doing the math, thinking about, okay, if I, maybe it's more writing, if I can write 300 words a day, five days a week. So like maybe for me, um, getting ahead, you know, getting six to 7,000 more words down on my work in progress by the end of the month would be a huge win and something to really celebrate and something that I can see myself really moving, moving towards over the course of the month. Um, other writers are really motivated by time goals as opposed to word count goals. So um, I've noticed with my clients and with other writers that I've interviewed for my podcast, it seems like we kind of fall into two buckets where some writers are really motivated by word count. Other writers feel almost paralyzed by word count goals. And so just thinking about for you, what is um, most inspiring and motivating to you? So maybe if you're more of a of a time goal person, that's something you want to really focus on as your goal for the next month. Like I'm going to write, like I was just saying for me, it's 15 or 20 minutes, five days a week. Um, maybe you said a certain time we were talking earlier for an earlier question about when is your ideal time to write. Maybe you really pencil that in on your calendar and you're going to write during that ideal time, seven days a week. Maybe you want to do a checklist and write every single day for this next month. So I want you to set a goal. It could also be if there's a part of your book that you're working on or that you're editing that you want to get through. Like I'm going to get through this part of, of the plot of my book. I'm going to get through chapter 
20, or I'm going to finally sit down and write the first chapter of my book that I've been putting off and putting off and putting off for so long. I'm going to, at the end of this month, have my first chapter. I'm going to actually have written it, right? So it's thinking about whatever resonates for you and feels like that would be something really worth celebrating. And then the cool thing about asking these questions every month is then you set your intention for the next month and the next month. And before you know it, you've actually achieved your big goal that, you know, at the at one time seemed so huge and insurmountable. So I think really just breaking it down month by month is such an important way to stay motivated during that marathon of a big project like writing a book. Okay, we're on to question number six. And this is something that has really um, just given so much to my writing routine is thinking about affirmations. I don't know if you're someone who does affirmations in other area of your life or has brought in affirmations into your writing space. But for me, intentionally using affirmations in my writing life, have sticky notes on my computer monitor. I say it out loud to myself before I begin. It's a way that it really helps me feel um, in my own power, connected to myself, and um, just kind of reminds me of like my greater purpose, my greater why for sitting down to write. So what I would like you to do is think about an affirmation that resonates with you where you are right now in your writing life. And a great question to look back to is question number two, where we talked about how do you want your writing to feel? Is there an affirmation that you can craft around that, that um, you can say every day during your writing time that will help you feel those feelings that you want your writing time to feel. So often we write affirmations in the present tense. And even if you don't quite feel that way now, it's almost like this goal of how you want to feel or who you want to be. So if you're someone who really wants to be more consistent with your writing, you want to write every day or five days a week, or you feel like you don't trust yourself to actually um, commit to your writing or kind of um, come through on your promises to yourself around writing, maybe an affirmation for you would be something like, I write every day with joy and ease. So maybe right now that doesn't feel quite true. You don't feel like you write every day. You don't feel like you write with joy and ease, but you would love to feel that way. That's how you would love your writing to feel. So you would write that on a sticky note and I would put it somewhere that you can see it often. And I would encourage you to actually say it to yourself. I like to close my eyes and put my hands on my heart and say my affirmation to myself before I start my writing time. So I write every day with joy and ease. Imagine if you say that to yourself every day over the next month, how you'll feel by the end of the month. The crazy thing about affirmations is they tend to start coming true because we say this to ourselves enough, we begin to believe it and it begins to actually come true. Um, other affirmations that work really well for me are sometimes I'll find an inspiring quote by a writer that I admire and I'll use that as my affirmation. So one of my favorites that I've been using um, for a long time by Barbara Kingsolver is she said, there is no perfect time to write. There is only now. So that is something that for me has been really helpful, especially um, in this season. Hi, Luna. Um, with just feeling like my writing routine has changed a lot since becoming a parent and not having those long chunks of time is I noticed myself sometimes putting off my writing time because I was looking for that perfect time. I was looking for that perfect window when I would have like 
two uninterrupted hours where I could sit down to write. And I came across this quote from Barbara Kingsolver, who is an amazing writer who I really admire, saying, there is no perfect time to write. There is only now. And for me, that really lit that fire in my belly of like, oh my goodness, that is so true. That is what exactly what I needed to hear. And I need to remind myself of that every single day that all I have is now. All I have is this moment. It doesn't have to be the perfect time. I'm just going to sit down now and do what I can. And so I would love for you to think about an affirmation for this month, for this, where, where you are in your writing project that would really, it's like you're giving yourself that encouragement. If there's something that you feel like, I wish somebody else would say this to me, I want you to say it to yourself, right? Say it to yourself every single day. And I, I really promise you, for me, this has made such a difference in how my writing time feels and in getting to that place of how you want your writing time to feel. I think affirmations are just a wonderful bridge to help you help you get there. Okay, so number seven is kind of a bonus question. It's actually really more of an action step. It's asking you to physically take out your calendar right now or pull up your Google calendar, whatever you have, and block out some time to write over this next month. You can start just this next week. Today's Thursday. So you can start looking at tomorrow or looking at this weekend, but I would love you to think about an actual time that you're blocking out to write on your calendar and you're making this appointment with yourself. You're making this appointment with your creative muse, with your inspiration, with your book. Um, a client shared a wonderful way that she thinks about this is just like connecting with her book every day, trying to just spend some time with her book, right? So maybe you're spending this time where your fingers are flying across the keyboard and you're in the zone writing. Maybe this is time that you're spending where you're reading over what you wrote the day before and you're just thinking about it. Maybe you're brainstorming. Maybe you're doing some character development. Maybe you're just staring out the window thinking about your book. But I think scheduling this time to connect with your book is so important. And I've noticed such a difference. Sometimes my clients will kind of shake their heads at me when I say, okay, you can only write for 15 minutes tomorrow. I want you to actually schedule it on your Google calendar. And they'll say, you know, that's so silly. It's just 15 minutes. Like I'll remember to do it, but it makes such a difference when you actually schedule it on your calendar. You see that notification pop up and it's just a reminder that this is important. This is important time for you with your book. This isn't just something that um, you can put off for later. And I think it just makes such a difference as well that um, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier with this idea about flexibility, spontaneity um, versus structure. I think often as creative people, we sometimes resist the, the structure of it. But what I have found is it can actually be more freeing because before um, I fell into that trap too of just wanting to feel like, I can write it anytime. I'll write when I feel inspired. I'll write, you know, when the ideas come to me. And what would happen was when I could write anytime during the day, usually other things would come up that would um, push aside my writing time. So urgent emails or other people's needs or like other responsibilities would kind of push out my writing time. And so it would get to be the end of the day and I wouldn't have actually done my writing time. And then I would feel I would feel guilty. I'd feel bad that I hadn't done it. Whereas when I, I've learned that when I schedule it, when I really put it in my calendar as an appointment with myself, what happens is it just feels so much more freeing because I'm not thinking all day, when am I going to write today? Am I going to write this morning? Or maybe I'll write later. And maybe I'll write tonight instead. No, it's not like I'm thinking about it all the time and feeling guilty all the time that I'm not doing my writing. 
Instead, it's like, I know exactly when I'm going to, when I'm planning to do my writing. And obviously life happens. It's not going to work out perfectly every time. Like just yesterday, I had my writing time scheduled during my daughter's nap and she didn't want to take her nap. And she had like a potty train accident and it just was not you know, what I had planned it to be, but I still was able to get in like 10 minutes of my writing time. And I, and I knew that was when I was planning to do my writing time. And so I, I wasn't like beating myself up the rest of the day that I wasn't doing my writing. So this really helps so many of my clients. If, if you feel like you procrastinate around your writing, or if you feel like back to question number one, with what emotions um, you currently feel with your writing, if emotions that you wrote down were anything related to like guilt or pressure, or um, sometimes my clients have some shame around their writing, like, oh, I should have been farther along by now. If you have should ofs around your writing, I think scheduling your writing time can be so liberating for you. And I really want to encourage you to do that because what happens is you begin to trust yourself. You show up for your appointments with yourself, with your for your book and your writing. And then the rest of your day, you're free to go about and live your life and not feel bad that you're not doing your writing. And so it begins to feel like um, you have less decision fatigue, right? You, you begin, it just becomes a part of your day. It's like integrated into your day in a way that feels more and more natural and um, just easier and easier to sit down at that time that you've told yourself you're going to and connect with with your book. So I really, really encourage you, like I said, to actually schedule that in. Um, I was using an analogy with a client the other day about back when, when you're in school, when um, you're like in high school or middle school, where you have your different periods, your different classes. Um, and it made me think of that. Whereas you're not sitting in your math class thinking like, oh, I should be in science right now right? You're just in your math class. You know, that's where you're supposed to be. That's what you're supposed to be focused on. And so you're not like worried about all the other things that you have to do. So I think scheduling our writing time is sort of like that. It gives you a sense of, okay, this is my writing time. I'm in my writing class right now. This is period four or whatever, of the, whatever it is in your day. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's okay that there are dirty dishes in the sink. It's okay that I haven't done the laundry it's okay, blah, 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 that I have emails to answer. You know, right now, this is my appointment with myself. This is my writing time. And this is what I'm going to focus on. And it really gives your brain and just kind of, your, it gives yourself that permission to relax into that during whatever amount of time you set for yourself. And then when it's not that time, you can go about the rest of your day. You can make sure you have your phone or your little notebook or whatever you like to use to capture ideas that come throughout the rest of your day. But you you know that you have your writing time scheduled for when it's gonna be. And bonus also is to share with someone, you can share with me right now in the comments of when that time is. When are you promising to yourself that in this next month, you're going to be connecting with your book or whatever project you have in your heart, whatever creative project you have. So I would love to hear. And I think sharing with someone really helps that accountability kind of lock into ourselves of like, this is something I'm, I'm really going to do. So I hope these questions were helpful for you and um, just would love to hear anything that comes up with you over this next month um, after you've kind of done this intentional 
work and this reflecting on what you would like your writing routine to look like this month. I would love to hear how it feels. Does it feel different for you? Um, are you feeling more motivated? Are you feeling more connected with your book or with your creative self? Are you feeling more free or like you have more permission or more safety? I would just love to hear as the month progresses how this kind of shifts things for you. I know it has shifted a lot for me, so I hope that it helps you too. Thank you so much for, um, for tuning in and for being here. And um, like I said, if you joined us late, if you missed any of the questions, I will pop them in the description so you can always go back and see those. And one more thing to jot in your calendar, like I was saying at the very beginning, is I set a little reminder for myself at the beginning of every month just to take 10 or 15 minutes to answer these questions. So that's something I would invite you to do as well. Just moving forward, it creates has created such a big shift for me in both my motivation around my writing and also my sense of empowerment around my writing routine and just the joy that I feel um, with my writing. So knowing that you have the structure, but you also have the flexibility with changing seasons, with the ebbs and flows of life, you know, to shift every single month, but you have also that focus for the month um, and that momentum really moving forward. Okay, my friends, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and um, I'll see you again soon. Thanks for spending time with me today. Please hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. And I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook group. It's called Book Breakthrough Community and it's full of other heart-centered writers sharing resources and supporting each other. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live with free challenges, and you may even meet your new writing partner to swap pages with. Join us on Facebook at Book Breakthrough Community, and you can always reach out to me personally at Dallas Woodburn Author on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast and your ideas for new episodes. Until next time, happy writing.